0: A 7.6-magnitude earthquake struck central Japan on Monday. Houses were destroyed, fires broke out, and nearly 100,000 residents were ordered to evacuate their homes.
1: So far, at least 48 people have been reported dead. We spoke to a Taiwanese resident in Ishikawa Prefecture who said she'd never before experienced such devastation.
0: Good Good morning.
2: Toppled homes and cracked roads are seen on Ishikawa Prefecture's Noto Peninsula. Grim footage has surfaced of the 7.6 magnitude earthquake that struck on New Year's Day. A Taiwanese expat in Japan gave her reaction to the terrifying quake.
3: When it began, it felt like a magnitude 3 earthquake. But after five minutes or so, it was just chaos. Everything came crashing down. I just sat there in a daze, my legs paralyzed and feeling like jelly. Everything swayed from side to side and there was a sort of movement in the ground below, an up and down movement of the earth's plates. The road split open and entire hopes collapsed, the walls were falling apart.
2: From her furniture to household items, nearly everything in her home was left in disarray. Out on the street, chaos reigned as homes came crashing down, a tsunami alert was issued, and Chen Yuxing was forced to flee with only her essential belongings.
3: Because there was a tsunami alert, we moved to higher ground like the school gymnasium and hospital parking lot. They were packed with cars because everyone was seeking refuge in higher ground. I saw people wandering the streets clutching blankets. We don't dare go back to our home.
2: Rescue efforts are still underway in Ishikawa Prefecture. Fearing aftershocks and tsunamis, Chen and her family have still yet to return home. In the wake of the disaster, Taiwan-based Japanese entertainer Aisa Senda reacted on social media, expressing concern for friends and family back home.
1: With election day in less than 2 weeks, the DPP is making its final push for votes. It's announced a string of events that will take presidential candidate Lai Ching-te and running mate Shelby Kim all around the island.
0: Before launching the tour, the DPP will hold a street canvassing event at more than 1,000 street intersections nationwide. Lai, Xiao, and other party members will greet commuters and urge eligible voters to cast their ballot.
3: May the Footage of last month's round-the-island campaign tour plays on screen. Lighting Qingde's campaign office has unveiled its final election push, a series of rallies across Taiwan starting Wednesday. In addition, starting next Monday, Lai will set off at a northbound motorcade campaign, while running mate Shelby Kim will begin a southbound journey.
2: The first major rally will be an evening event in New Taipei. From there, we will go around the island, again, all the way until the most critical moment, the night before the election. On Friday, January 12th, we will hold a rally in Tainan's Amping district. Tainan is a very significant place for Lai Ching as Tainan was the start of his political career. Then he will rush back to New Taipei, which is where he grew up and was educated.
3: But before the motorcade trips and rallies begin, the DPP will hold a street canvassing event early Wednesday morning. DPP members will be stationed at more than 1,000 in Intersections Island wide. Lion Xiao will appear in Taipei and New Taipei respectively to greet commuters and get out the vote.
2: At the same time, we will be launching a social media campaign. We've put up some templates online that everyone can download and print out. If you can't download them, you can also take a piece of paper and write down your name, where you are, and say you support number two on the ballot, Lai Qingde and Xiao Bi Kim. Some of our supporters have already begun to join the campaign and upload videos online, voicing their support for Lai and Xiao.
3: With election day drawing nearer, the deep PPP is mobilizing all its members and supporters for a final campaign push in hopes of getting more supporters to the polls.
0: The countdown is on the election day, and opposition candidates are hitting the streets to reach voters. Ke Wen-je of the Taiwan People's Party has launched a round-the-island motorcade campaign, setting off from his Xinjiang campaign office. Ke plans to travel across one to two counties each day all the way till January 12th.
1: As for the KMT, it was out in full force on Tuesday, rallying for votes at 1,139 street intersections across Taiwan. KMT presidential candidate Hou Yi was busy in New Taipei greeting citizens on the street. Bright and early at 7.30 a.m., he appeared at the bustling intersection of Xinyu Boulevard and Mingqun Road. KMT Chair Eric Chu campaigned in Taipei, and Taizong Mayor Lu Shouyan also took to the streets to support her city's legislative candidates. FTV launched Taiwan's most advanced virtual studio last year, opening up new possibilities for media production.
0: The studio features state-of-the-art technology, including a massive LED screen and augmented reality. Let's see how it all works behind the scenes.
2: A helicopter circles above me as I step into thick mist. I'm here at the most advanced virtual studio in Taiwan. Through augmented reality, the team can turn the impossible into reality for the cameras.
3: This isn't your typical TV studio. Located in Studio 7 of FTV's headquarters in Lincoln, this gigantic curved LED screen harnesses the power of extended reality. Together with a multiple camera setup, the studio is a major breakthrough for news production. Since the launch of the virtual studio, it's been used to shoot a variety of programs, including the first presidential policy presentation of the 2024 election. A team of professionals keeps the studio running behind the scenes.
2: It appears simple, but there are a lot of technologies involved, from the screen configuration, the control center, the tracking system, and so on. Fortunately, we have all kinds of professionals on our team.
3: The technology renders every second of animation and special effects to the highest standard.
2: Thanks to the AR capabilities, animations aren't just limited to the LED screen. They can be added to any part of the studio. Before, when I designed elements for HD resolutions, the smaller details would often get lost. But with this, even delicate decorative elements and fonts show up really well.
3: FTV is embracing the latest technologies to keep up with the times. As virtual production moves beyond cinema and extends into broadcast TV, it's turning a new chapter for media production and marking a new milestone for Taiwan Television.
0: A big company banquet with live performers for Lunar New Year is a corporate tradition in Taiwan. But since the pandemic, the tradition has taken a big hit. Many companies don't feel the budget for such end-of-year festivities is as big as it was.
1: Many event production companies say business hasn't yet recovered from the blow it took during COVID. While some large companies are planning blowout parties, small and medium-sized businesses are feeling the pinch
3: it's new year again and it's the busiest season for performers and event producers but many have noticed that profits are not back to the pre-pandemic levels some companies say business is still only 50 to 70 percent of its old level
2: it was much better before the pandemic it was a big blow and we haven't recovered yet. Profits are down. Yes, halved. Turnover isn't that great. So we're pessimistic about 2024. Spending is really squeezed. Companies don't seem to be as lavish as they were.
3: The budget for New Year festivities has shrunk at small and medium sized companies. They might not be hiring an events company, but simply planning their own low key party.
1: Just a fuck
3: Hiring an award winning performer to open the show and arranging eye popping decorations are big expenses for a year end party. Events producers have not seen profits recover, but costs are growing. Materials for decorations have grown by 10 to 20 percent, and rental costs for audiovisual equipment have grown a whopping 50 percent. It's tough for events
2: producers. (laughs) materials have gone up by 10 percent on average. There has been price fixing among hardware companies. Suppliers think it's recovering, but that's not true for companies that are really buying the equipment. So we're trapped in the middle, and it's quite awkward.
3: In contrast, demand was high in 2023. A catering industry group held this banquet for 1,100 employees with famous singers for entertainment. A job seekers website survey found that some electronics companies are also planning to expand their festivities this year, marking a stark contrast with the tight budgets of smaller companies.
1: Taiwan's flu season is well underway. According to government data, doctors' visits due to flu-like symptoms soared to nearly 110 that 100,000 last week, setting a four-year high.
0: Meanwhile, COVID-19 is also on the rise, with 360 new severe cases reported, the most in four months. Officials estimate that the flu and COVID will peak around Spring Festival.
1: We're
3: not ruling out the possibility of flu and COVID peaking together. After the Lunar New Year holiday, because of holiday activities and lantern festival, a smaller peak could appear in the spring. Starting tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 10.30 p.m., we'll have four stations set up in Terminals 1 and 2 of Taoyuan International Airport for both arrivals and departures. The stations will provide one free COVID test kit to every traveller.
0: Free COVID tests will be available at Taoyuan International Airport, at least until the end of the Lunar New Year holiday. The public is advised to get vaccination boosters, wash their hands frequently, and wear a face mask to protect themselves and their family over Spring Festival. In the first trading session of 2024, Taiwan shares opened higher, nearly reaching 18,000 points.
1: But the market lost its positive momentum and finished the day at 17,853 points. Trading was mixed in electronics, while shipping stocks saw gains amid rising tensions in the Red Sea.
2: On the first day of trading of 2024, Taiwan's shares opened higher at 17,939 points, before rising within 50 points of the 18,000-point mark. But amid turbulence on Wall Street, the Tayaks eventually reversed its gains, closing down 77 points at 17,853.
3: In November, the market was very optimistic, anticipating a drop in interest rates by the US Federal Reserve. With US bond yields falling and the decline of the greenback against the new Taiwan dollar, foreign capital flowed into Taiwan shares. That pushed the index to the 18,000 point mark very quickly in just two months. In other words, there is some profit-taking selling pressure at play here.
2: As for electronic shares, TSMC closed flat at 593 NT, MediaTek fell 3.35 percent, and Quanta Computer dropped 4.68 percent. In contrast, panel makers AUO and Innolux posted gains. Amid growing tensions in the Red Sea, shipping giant Yangming Marine Transport rose 3.31 percent, and Evergreen Marine closed up 5.23 percent.
3: Of course, what we'll need to keep in mind is that expectations over the next wave of interest rate changes are quite positive. After the Federal Open Market Committee holds its first meeting of the year, we'll need to wait and monitor the subsequent interest rate projections. If your projections are very optimistic, adjust them somewhat. Check company revenues and earnings to assess the actual contribution to growth.
2: The analyst says that with the rise of artificial intelligence and the upcoming CES trade show, this year's trade could focus on AI and PC concept stocks. He says that although last year's bullish momentum should continue, caution is advised ahead of the lunar new year amid uncertainties like the elections and potential interest rate cuts.
0: Property prices are soaring in Taiwan, which makes home ownership an unrealizable dream for many people. But a new government scheme to support young people to get a mortgage seems to be working.
1: The new scheme offers subsidies for first-time buyers with many more flexible conditions and reduced barriers to entry, compared to the previous equivalent scheme. The proportion of house buyers under 40 has grown by one percentage point since the scheme began in August, which has been hailed as a success.
3: Standing on the balcony, a broad view of the Danshui River unfolds below. With an MRT station nearby, transportation is very convenient and amenities are all close by. Lots of factors made Mr. Lin choose to buy this property in Taipei's Wanghua District.
2: The whole family is paying the mortgage. We wanted a 30-year mortgage for the principal plus interest. But our goal is to pay it off in 10 years. So our goal is for the four of us in the family to pay at least 100,000 NT a month. I personally pay 25,000 NT a month.
3: At the age of 25, Mr. Lin is paying off this mortgage with relatives. His contributions take almost half his monthly salary. But as a recent graduate who's already on the property ladder, he's very lucky compared to other people people his age. The Bank of Taiwan has issued a new Young People's Mortgage Program to help younger people buy property. Since the new scheme began, the proportion of home buyers who are under forty has grown from forty-nine point one percent to fifty point two percent. That seems to show that the scheme is working.
2: For young first time mortgage buyers, it can reduce their monthly payments. If they get the subsidy over three years on a mortgage of ten million NT, then they will save about one hundred and ten thousand. NT. That's not meaningless for young people.
3: The new scheme came online in August 2023. Its upper limit has been increased to 10 million NT over 40 years, with a longer grace period, subsidies for interest and lower barriers to entry. There's much more flexibility in repayments too. The scheme aims to give as many new buyers as possible a chance to buy a home.
1: Chinese media has named TSMC as China's top-listed enterprise by market value. In a list released by 21 Data Journalism Lab, TSMC was number one in 2023, with its market cap rising by 3.7 trillion NT.
0: According to one Taiwanese analyst, TSMC's placement is the latest sign that China is struggling to make high-end chips. (laughs)
1: Xi
3: Jinping's latest policies have focused on developing semiconductors and electric vehicles, but he's had trouble getting results in the chip sector. So in a feat of mental gymnastics, they've claimed TSMC is Chinese. The domestic propaganda claims that TSMC is a Chinese company. Lots of Chinese people, when they come to Taiwan and discover that TSMC is not a Chinese company, they're actually rather crushed.
0: In the top companies' ranking, TSMC sits at number one, followed by Chinese tech giant Tencent. Internet users in China have mocked the ranking, with one user writing, what a joke, does TSMC pay taxes to China? Another user wrote, by that logic, why not also include NVIDIA?
1: Today we take you to meet a family that is giving new life to Wood.
0: For over 20 years, the family has collected old timber from schools and handcrafted it into beautiful furniture. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang met the store's second generation, Hu Jiajia, to learn more. The wood is cut carefully with a saw. In 2005, the Hu family began collecting old wood and driftwood, giving them new life through meticulous craftsmanship. They create beautiful furniture and other objects like pencil holders and cutting boards.
2: We mainly recycle historical wood in Taiwan, such as trees from schools or materials from demolished houses. For example, this wood comes from the wood used to protect electrical lines during the Japanese colonial period. This hole was where the electrical wires passed through. We retained the original appearance and gave it new life through meticulous handcrafting. When trees are recycled from a school, we plant seeds to ensure continuous growth. This one-of-a-kind
0: woodwork was handcrafted by Hu Zhi Fu. The art of woodworking is rewarding, but dangerous.
2: Each piece of wood has to be exposed to wind, rain, and sun. It must be weathered before it can be made into a product. When we cut the wood with the machine, the blade is aimed toward us. My father lost nine of his ten fingers in this work. It is very dangerous, but we still choose to continue. It all began with my father. We couldn't bear to see Taiwanese wood be burned or thrown away as garbage. It is a very important resource from our land, and we use our hands to give it a new life. It has been about 20 years since we started working with wood. The Hu family has a store
0: in Tainan. People can visit and learn about the wood craftsmanship process. Wu Jiajia is dedicated to breathing new life to the family's business by promoting woodcraft education. We have our own wood factory.
2: In the factory, the wood is given new life. People can incorporate them into daily life and use them. There is a junior high school in Tainan that teaches the students how to make creations out of a used tree bark. You can paint it. I think this principle needs to be passed down. Our store is located in Tainan's Blueprint Cultural and Creative Park. A lot of international tourists visit the park. Many people shed tears when they visit our place. They are so moved by the unvarnished natural warmth of the wood. The Hu family hopes to continue its family's legacy
0: and bring greater awareness to the beauty of Taiwanese wood. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Yang Kai in Taipei. As winter deepens, many people like to visit hot springs to relax. Wild hot springs have become very popular in recent years, offering bathers the chance to unwind in a natural location.
1: One of the most spectacular is Hongya Hot Springs in Taidong. The spring is right next to Hongya River, overlooked by some of Taidong's mighty mountains. The area is said to have been enjoyed as a bathing location by indigenous people for hundreds of years.
2: Bathers enjoy a wild hot spring in a stunning location. It's so relaxing, they could fall asleep. This is Hongye Hot Spring in Taidong's Yanping Township.
3: This wild hot spring is lovely. You have the sound of the river right there. It's lovely to bathe right in nature. We live in Taidong and it's not far from us here, so we came to relax.
2: Local Bunong people say that their ancestors knew long ago about the hot springs in Hongye River. After a long hunt in the mountains, they would come down to the riverside to bathe and recover their strength. Much more recently, visitor numbers have grown since the Hongye baseball team found fame.
3: This area is Hongye Hot Springs, home to the Hongye Youth Baseball Village. The wild springs here are wonderful. They're sodium bicarbonate springs. You can drink the water.
2: The delightfully hot springs sit right next to the icy cold river water in the middle of a stunningly beautiful natural landscape. Visitors are overwhelmed.